You're listening to Your Marriage Aways, the wedding planning podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Your Marriage Awaits, the wedding planning podcast. This episode is about everything dresses. I am so excited to have the gorgeous Nadine, and she is from Bullgowns Bridal and Beyond, and she is going to be sharing with us her kind of role in the wedding industry, how that's changed, where she started, where she is now, and a little bit more about her new store, but also information for us about dresses and things that we need to know, like timelines and what to bring when you're going to try on dresses. So I'm going to hand it over to Nadine and she is going to share with us a little bit about her. Hi, Nicole. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I've been in the wedding industry for about 16 years, I think now. Started off as a wedding planner, did that for about 10 years. So back in 2017, I ended up buying All Gowns Bridal and Beyond based in Henderson and West Auckland. So it's been a few years there now, and we've definitely think seen things change. I think going back to when I first started as a wedding planner and stylist, definitely seen a lot of other businesses come and go from the wedding industry. Yeah, and definitely seen or like going from you know like when people collect photos from their guests at weddings. Like back in the day, it was the disposable camera. Yes. Now it's just all like apps and Google Dropbox. Yeah, yeah. Scan my QR code and here's a custom filter. Yeah. I've got a hashtag for you. I'm not even sure hashtags are a big thing anymore for wedding gathering, but you know, like it's changed so much, especially like with the digital side of things. So definitely a lot there. And then even in the last six years being in my store, we've seen so many designers come and go. COVID's been a crazy industry so I think a lot of us have had to reposition and adjust and it's just been absolutely crazy but I love my job I love helping women um, and people who want to wear dresses feel great you know and working with them to understand what it is they're looking for what they're desiring for their day those little details and how we can put those all together into the dress that's right for them and making people feel great too, giving them that confidence because they feel good in what they're wearing. You know? Yes. I love that. Yeah. It sounds like such a personal experience. Like I feel like when you book a caterer, you're like, yeah, because I love the food. But like choosing a dress, it sounds like, you know, you're really connecting with that person that you're trying it on with and, and they're That's really true. trying to get to know you and your desires and your dreams of what you want to look like. So true. It's not just about the dress. It's about you, the customer. We're very customer-focused, very customer-centric at Bullgowns, Bridal and Beyond. Well, that's just me, really. I like getting to know people and understanding who they are and what they're looking for and what I can provide for them will bring the best out for them in their day. I've had customers to say, you know, say to me, this has been – more than my wildest dreams you know what you've done is more than I could ever imagine wow and it's things like that they're just like yes yeah (laughs) and then you're like I do love my job (laughs) yeah I just I love people you know like I like in fashion and celebrations and you put it all together and that's what I do (laughs) yeah oh the dream I love that oh I think if I worked at a bridal store I think I would just be like but can I try it on (laughs) 
<laughs> do you ever try, do you ever do that? On the very <laughs> odd occasion, because you can guarantee if I'm trying on a dress, there will be someone that will come into the shop. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, hi, I'm Nadine, I work here. <laughs> I think we had to reposition, so mostly it's just me in the store now and we do just by appointment, but prior to the move we had a few staff and part-time and and people could just walk in. And one day one of my staff was trying on a new dress because we're like, this is going to work well for your silhouette and so we just want to put you on. So she's standing on the little stage box in front of the mirror in this massive wedding dress and this person came in. Now, I don't think they were a customer, but they, they were someone come in. And so we just like totally played along as if she was a customer, trying the dress on, gave the person the directions or whatever they needed, and off you went. <laughs> yeah. You're like, she's totally a bride. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I think I would probably be the one that got caught <laughs> doing that too. I'm trying to think back to when I got married. I think I tried about five dresses on. I went to one store. I tried five dresses on. I kind of knew like I'm having a relaxed backyard wedding. It needs to kind of suit. And I just chose the dress. I was like, perfect. Thanks. Great. So I feel like I didn't have that, like go to all the different places and try all the things on. Are people, when they're coming to you, are they coming to you for the first time? Or do you feel like they've tried a million different places? It's both really. Like We'll have customers who have decided to come to see us first. Perhaps that's because we don't charge to try on dresses. We do have a VIP experience, which there is a charge for. So I think sometimes that can be something that people say, oh, let's start here. Sure. I guess it depends what they're looking for too. If they've looked through the website and seen what they're looking for at that particular store, that that's where they've gone to first. Yeah. Sometimes we'll – I mean, I've had – think one of our because we run a little bride of the year competition each year she'd gone everywhere they were just about to give up and they just happened to I don't know if they drove past and saw us or her friend was like oh look there's just one last place we should go to and she came in and she's like just about to you know I've had enough yeah <laughs> anymore. I'm totally overwhelmed and I'm like you know we put it totally at because we like to have fun we're not a snobby store yeah yeah so not that Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no comment, no comment. No, no comment. Um, <laughs> and we like to, for people to feel comfortable. It's really important that you feel comfortable when you're making the decision. And I don't think it should be a pressured decision either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just chatted with her, asked her what she was looking for, and we just put in a few dresses and we showed her what could be done to this and that and, and if it was fitted in this way or fitted in that way. And she ended up saying yes to the dress that day. Oh, my gosh, amazing. The one. Yay. You know? So it can be anywhere along the line. I yep. think if you are getting overwhelmed, then it's good to just pause and just take a moment from from because it's never a good thing when you're getting it's just too much. Yeah. And I get it because I'm looking at wedding dresses all the time. <laughs> And it's over um, one for you, yeah. and you're not making this decision. They all just start to look the same because <laughs> they're all around about the same colour, and and um, although I'm seeing a bit of black come into yes. the designers, which is kind of fun, but yeah, like it's just a lot of white. You get a bit of snow blindness, yeah, dress blindness, yeah. I think. So and then just a pause, and, and then people ask you, "Well, what style do you like?" And you're like, "Um, uh, yeah. like because you don't know how to describe it." So it's like have some photos or so, like bring yes. along things that you like or try thing. something on that you maybe didn't think would work always, always try something on that's totally I what you think would work. the dress I got was completely different to the dress I thought I was gonna get 
And you would not be the first person to say that. I was like, I'm going to have like a real silky low back, really thin straps. I ended up doing a routine dress with like 1940s French inspired lace, like nice. three la- layers, still skinny and, and fitted at the top, but <laughs> it was so not what we thought we were going to have. Yeah. I think a few years back we did because we wanted to position ourselves as plus size specialists. And I'm not the kind of person that's just going to go, hey, we're the leaders in the field or specialists. Yeah. I felt like we had to do something. So we did a project we called Project Curves. And so we took, worked with um, five up and coming bride, like brides to be. And in talking to them, there was that they all had this sense of, what looked good on them and what they liked and what they were comfortable with. But throughout the process, we discovered that there was so much more that they could pull off. Yeah. And so in trying those different things in different silhouette gowns with different necklines or sleeves and sleeve lengths and hem lines and layering and all those sorts of things, it just opened up the possibilities to what would work for them. Yeah. And I think when you're choosing a dress, you choose one that's you, but the best version, you know, like not your everyday, this is what I'd wear to the beach kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, this is what I'd wear on a, any, you know, any day. But it's sort of like the, I guess you could say it's the um, couture on the runway kind of version of the street label. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they dump, they take them off there and they kind of simplify them down for ready-mades and yeah. off the rack and stuff. So it's that kind of thing. You're the high-end version of. Yeah, you're an elevated version of yeah, yourself. I yeah. Like yeah. I think that's a really good point that you've made. So trust the person <laughs> that you are going to, you know, be trying on dresses with to pull things that are going to suit you and flatter you because they've seen hundreds of other, you know, that's a great people <laughs> wearing those dresses and they'll know kind of what works well, for that shape. every day. Yeah. And, I mean, not everybody buys wedding. Most people don't buy wedding dresses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've met a few brides who bought several wedding dresses but <laughs> before settling on the last one. But, um, you know, it's, it's not something you do every day. And you don't plan a wedding every day. So finding vendors that you feel you can trust and then trusting them to take you through the process is really important. You'll get so much more out of your wedding planning experience if you can do that. Yeah, I absolutely totally agree. I think it's really powerful knowing who those people are and once you've chosen <laughs> once you've chosen that vendor, stick with them. <laughs> like maybe then, you know, you you guys do everything beyond wedding dresses too so then your next event you can go back they know your colors they know yes. <laughs> what looks good on you well, what body shape works customers who are like that yeah you know like they've they're we're their dress shop now so we've done like bridesmaids dress for so-and-so's wedding and then we're back for an evening gown and then we're back for a wedding dress and then we're back for a, a cruise dress you know something around the on the on a cruise or something like that and it's really great to have them coming back yeah because it's, it's fun well you're their out. stylist now <laughs> yeah, yeah and we kind of know what they're looking for and what they're liking and and we can make the best recommendations and it just takes the stress out of shopping for them we know their budget and what they're usually happy to spend and we're very respectful of budgets at our store yeah it's sounds great. dreamy sign me up <laughs> can i get married again <laughs> renew your vows <laughs> yeah come on well it's been seven years i'll wait till 10 i'll wait till 10 that seems that, that seems like fair <laughs> i want to rewind because you mentioned a couple of things at the start one was about the cost of going and doing dress fitting just generally could you give us any an idea of course you know you don't charge but what kind of i guess investment are you looking at 
typically if you're going to try on dresses, wedding dresses. Yeah, it, it depends on each. Of course. Store, of course. Yeah. Yes. I think anywhere from, I think I've heard there's one store that charges like $2, $5 per dress that you try. Okay. That's not typical. Yeah. Most of them it's just a flat rate fee. Usually around the $60 mark can go up to 70 depending on the designer. And some of them, like if you're going for like their VIP experience where you, um, where they usually, you know, have a designated space, it's more private for you, you have one of their top stylists, a glass of bubbly, a few sweet treats, a goodie bag, you know, things like that, then you can be looking up to like 120. Yeah, that sounds good. I think it's a lot of people listening are wanting to know kind of like at this stage, what do I budget for? So not only are you budgeting for your wedding dress, you know, maybe you want to elevate and kind of do the experience as well. If, if you think I've kind of narrowed it down or you've seen the dress online, you think maybe this is the one. Do a lot of the brides that come in bring people or do they come by themselves? Is it weird to come by yourself? It's not weird. It's probably less done. I think that usually a bride will have your entourage with her, you know, who ride tribe or whatever, <laughs> yeah. um, whatever you'd like to call it. And keeping in mind that the people you take, you need to kind of know what they're going to say to you. you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Not kind of, you know, like some people can be really negative. Like, you know, watch, you say watch yes to the dress or something. There's always <laughs> another, no, 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 no. And uh, no, that's hideous, you know. Even if you know it's hideous, it's still not nice to have someone say that to you. Yeah, you know? yeah. So having people who are going to be, honest but kind in their in their statements and encouraging and uplifting be mindful of the people that you're bringing with you yeah um I do have a lot of brides that do come on their own and they're just like look I I don't need all of that I'd rather just figure this out on my own and when I've narrowed it down to two or three then I'll come back with my mum and my bridesmaids or something like yeah, that's a great idea because we did have a question come through about, you know, can I go and try dresses on on my own? So there you go. <laughs> you know, if, if you feel confident enough in your own decision making and you trust that that person that you're trying dresses on fully, you know, there's no wrong or right way to do it. It takes the pressure off when you're not having to deal with everyone else's opinion. Yeah, yeah. Especially if, yeah, you know that your friends and your <laughs> family are very like, they'll tell it straight. Yeah, yeah. I have four older sisters, so okay. I'm the oldest of five. Oh my gosh, I'm the youngest of five. <laughs> I knew, I knew yeah, it was meant to be. <laughs> oh man, so it's hard to like, you know, involve them in every part of mm. of the wedding. So just little important jobs for important people. So yes. if you've got one really beautiful supporter friend, maybe that's the friend you take with you exactly. dress shopping. And and it's more often or not you're going to visit more than once. On the odd occasion, people say yes to the dress on their very first visit, and it's quite more often than you'd think it's the first dress they try on that oh, they're wow. going back to. But it's really important to take that time to think and just decide because once you decide, there are things that you can't go back from. Yeah, like yeah. Once a deposit is paid on, paid on a dress and then that's placed with the designer, that becomes non-refundable. So you don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. So is that transaction then done that day? So that day you decide and you pay, it then goes to the designer. It's like it's yes, locked in basically. Much, okay. Yeah. yeah. Good so to know. Pretty much straight away. Usually sort of within that 24 hours is probably when it happens, but that all would go through. But once that's done, you can't get that deposit back. Yeah. The money's... It's already, paid, yeah. You know, to <laughs> start designer. making it. You don't, they don't refund once they start making it because it's all 
made to order. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a custom yeah. thing that you've you've ordered so that no one else will. Yeah, there are other things like there's different payment plans that can can help you sort of pay off that deposit. So I guess without within that through that that period of paying off the deposit, there are contingencies for a change of mind. But once you hit those certain marks of a completion of sale or the deposit paid and it's confirmed, there are those sort of points of no refunds. And I think that's really important to be aware of. And mm-hmm. it does catch out a lot of brides. Well, not a lot, but a few. And yeah, being aware of those terms and conditions, always read yes. terms and conditions. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. So getting a bit more technical here, but when, when ordering a wedding dress, there is a combination of consumer law and contract law because there are the laws that govern an outright purchase, like off the rack, but there's laws that govern a contract. And that's basically what you're doing when you're getting a a made to order is you're contracting that store to provide you with this specific dress with whatever extra changes or things that, that they're going to do at that point. And so when you sign that, you've actually agreed. And so if you go back on it, you're actually breaking the contract. So it's just read the fine print, be aware of that, and make your decisions really carefully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say like, oh, gosh, contracts, oh, scary. Like, no, like you you can ask questions. You can make sure, you know, you can say, look, I'm I'm really not sure. Maybe I'll come back, you know, like (laughs) – don't yes. do something because you feel pressured to do it or you're like, oh, it won't be there tomorrow. Like, no. just. Well, if it's not, if it isn't off the rack, it may not be. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow, if, but yeah. If yeah. it's meant for you, that's how I kind of yeah. live life. If it's meant for you, if it's meant to be, it'll still be there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good mantra. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we are going to jump into the Instagram questions. So anyone listening, remember you can go on Your Marriage Awaits on Instagram and ask questions to our guests before they come on the episode. So I will pop up something in my stories, look for the question box, and then you can ask questions. So we do have some questions for Nadine and there's a few that we've already kind of answered in our little chat before, but there's some uh, in here that I would love to get a little bit more clarity on for our listeners. So one says, do you have tips for if you start dress shopping and you're not at your ideal weight? That's a good question. Mm. Just do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, have an idea of, I guess if you, I mean, let's just be real. Most brides want to lose weight to look their best on their day. I'm kind of like, I get it. But just embrace the body you have as well. Yeah. You know? Side note, it, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> Shredding for the wedding is yeah. an awful yeah. concept. It puts a lot of pressure, it's, a lot of stress on you. Yeah. So, and we're all about loving the curves yeah. that you have and making that work well for you. And they actually look really amazing and nice structured wedding dresses. Yes. Just because you might be plus size, you don't have to wear an A-line gown. Yes. That's not true. We've had some stunning plus size brides in the fitted fit and flares and mermaids and all that sort of stuff so it's all just about matching the right silhouette to your curves to highlight your assets and camouflage your ones you want to camouflage yeah yeah no I get you I get you (laughs) bigger challenges that's what we call yeah perfect I feel Um, like also part of this question is maybe if I find something that I really like what are my options? And I guess maybe this is a good time to talk about the points where alterations maybe happen or things like that. Sure. Yeah. So usually, like if you are going to lose weight, usually they say anywhere between five to seven kgs is a dress size. 
So you can kind of use that to gauge, you know, what you're thinking to lose as to what size you're wanting to get. Yeah. Now, most stores will do, being it's made to measure, made to order, not made to measure. So made to order is when we take your measurements, look at the designer's size chart and figure out what is going to be the closest of their standard sizes to work for you. Ah. And usually it's very rare that you'll be a, a straight one size. You might be like a 18 in your hip, a 16 in your waist, and a, in, you know, and a 12 in your bust. You know? Sure. You could be all yeah, everybody's bust, different. You know, everyone's different. So then you have to order the size that accommodates your widest point and then expect to have alterations on those other areas. They also say that usually with any gown, there's usually, with your, if you're within two sizes, something can be done to the gown to make it work for you, keeping in mind that it's always easier to take it in than it is to let it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are sort of things. The other things are like you can have a lace-up panel put into the back of your dress. That gives you a lot more flexibility and size. That could be something that you opt for at the get-go. And then there's that little bit, yeah, less pressure, like, okay, well, it fits now. <laughs> And it can fit later too. Exactly. And then taking into consideration your timeline as well, because maybe you're getting married a year from now, but your dress only takes three months to be made. So you can sort of, sometimes you can wait before you place your order. Do be careful though, because sometimes dresses can be discontinued and then you miss out. Sure. And the stars are generally discontinued because, um, Either they're not selling anymore for, for the designers or they've run out of that particular lace or fabric. Yeah. So, yeah, those would be the main reasons. Yeah. If you were thinking of getting something that then would be altered, is there a better fabric choice or something you should avoid, like is like really fine lace, really hard to resize? Or I'm just trying to think of. <laughs> no, not really. No, amazing. I think. A good dressmaker, now we don't do alterations, um, we leave that up to you to find whoever works for you because maybe auntie so-and-so is a brilliant dressmaker and she'll do that for you for free. But we do have some very talented dressmakers that we can recommend if you have no one that you know. But if you've got a good dressmaker, then she should be able to do a great job of anything. Perfect. Yeah. So start trying dresses on now. now yes it's never too soon to start get engaged go dress shopping if you know the engagement's coming and you're absolutely certain of it you can go <laughs> dress shopping that is okay <laughs> you had it here um, permission <laughs> because yeah it can sometimes take a while to find find that right dress with the one exception is that all over laces that's where the lace has been woven as a pattern sometimes they can be a little more tricky to alter. Yeah, so that like bohemian style where yes. it's quite fitted and it's, it's all... like the whole lace has been crocheted or yep. the whole, it's all in sort of one piece. So mm-hmm. there's different types of lace work. There's those that are tulle that has had lace appliqued and positioned in a piece. And so those layers can often be peeled back and then things can be adjusted and sometimes they can be separated out to give you more room and sometimes they can be overlapped to take it in. So there is that kind of flexibility. But when the whole piece of the lace just continues all the way down, then it will take a more skilled dressmaker to be able to find a way to make that work. Yeah, and then it's going to be a little bit more expensive. <laughs> it will, because it all comes down to how much time, time it takes for mm. dressmaker. And you want them to spend a lot of time on it because you want it to look fantastic. You want them to spend the right amount of time to get the job done looking fantastic. Yes. You don't want to be going back four or five times. 
This was a great question. I'm plus size and have put off dress shopping. How do I know if a store will have a sample size big enough for me? I think most stores now will list, like the more well-known stores around Auckland at least, will list the sample size on their website. So you can see that there. The other thing is it doesn't hurt to give them a call and find out what they have. And the thing with sizing is every design is different too. So that's a bit of a tricky one. So I could range anywhere from like a 20 to a 26 with the designers that we have. And it'll be the same because your fashion clothing is not sized the same as bridal and evening wear. Mm. So I guess do your homework. Maybe, you know, follow along the socials of the bridal stores that you're looking to visit and see whether they're the right kind of people that you will feel comfortable going to see on a fact-finding mission. Yeah. We had a lady come and see us a while ago, and I think she's probably going to be like a size 30-something. We don't currently have sample sizes that big, but we were able to discuss silhouettes, her timeline, take measurements to give her an idea of what sort of size we will be looking at, and then we can actually put a plan into place. Not all stores will do that, but stalk your yeah. stores and see if that's going to be a, a comfortable experience. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, yeah, they do list it on the website, but I know it is awkward making a phone call and, and you know, yeah. but if you really want, I'll you can stalk them, them or too, message. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always slightly little less um, confrontational yeah. sending a text message. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> yeah. You've mentioned this word a couple of times, timelines. This isn't a question from here, but like how far out should you be thinking about dresses? I, I assume this is going to be a different answer for every type, whether it's made to order or if it's off the rack or whatever. What would be the minimum that you would suggest people? Well, most dressmakers would comfortably like at least four weeks to do alterations. Some will be able to do that quicker if they're not busy with a lot of other clients. We've had people come in and say they're getting married on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I did that to my dressmaker. I was like, I'm getting married next Thursday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, there was a good reason for it, but yeah. It usually is. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. You know, we try not to be judgmental about anything. <laughs> but obviously, the more time you give us, the more we can do. Yeah. And um, the less time, the limit more limited your options become, right? Yeah. So in those cases, I think even just a couple of weeks back, I had a lady come in, I'm getting married in two weeks' time. I'm like, okay. And we found a dress on the rack that would was really nice for her. She wanted a better fit. I said, well, here's a dressmaker's card. I know she's really good at doing this, this, and this. She wanted to take it in the bodice and give her a really nice, we call it bodice shaping, keep these nice curves and everything. Yeah. And so we connected with her straight away to just happen that the dressmaker wasn't too busy and was able to fit her in, I think. And uh, <laughs> it sounded all positive. So, yeah, no, you can have the shorter timelines. But in an ideal world, I think having longer is a good idea. Yeah. And every designer will have a different lead, have, has different lead times. We've worked quite hard to keep ours at no longer than 12 weeks. But in the past, we've had 16 to 20 weeks, and that's not unheard of. Most, okay. A lot of stores can take up to six months to yeah. make, make a dress. I feel like six months minimum just is probably nice for you to know, okay, mm. if it's earlier, I've got a bit of time. If it's not, then at least I've now accounted for it. six months plus your alteration. Yes, plus the four weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like from that other question, start trying them on now. Mm. See what you like because it might – 
take a bit longer. And you only know that once you've found your dress. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) So not to stress you out, but go and try on some dresses now. (laughs) I say you learn something with every dress you try, even if it's something you learn you don't like. Yes. So it's not wasted time. Yeah. And always take photos from the back, from the side, from the front, because sometimes you don't, you're not able to see it all in the mirror or, you know, someone might say, oh, I really loved how that that sat on, you know, on your butt or whatever. (laughs) With taking photos, some stores won't allow it. It's Ah. something to do with the designer's contract. Okay. Because they don't want people ripping off their styles. Sure. Once you buy it, it's a different story. Okay. So ask where you're trying on if it's okay to take photos. I totally get it, having photos to refer back to. But do keep in mind that when you're trying on a sample that's not the right size for you, yeah, how it looks on you when it's all pinned in. You need some clips and stuff. (laughs) Could be different to how it's going to look on your body in the right size. Totally. And that's one of the it's one of the reasons you have a consultant, you have a stylist working with you, is that they can say, well, in the right size the waistline's gonna jump up this much and, and adding this feature is gonna sit like that. Yeah, wow. You know, so that you need imagination when trying on samples. And we're not your everyday shopping store. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Um so you do need a bit of imagination and the further away from a perfect fit, that's a fallacy you can't have a perfect fit. <laughs> from off the rack because everybody's bodies are different it's probably a very small percentage that would get a perfect fit off the rack it's about needing to have them sort of taken so imagining yeah you've got to picture what it will look like alterations yeah yeah with the support of them telling you this is going to change and this will be a little higher and sure i bought a dress but now i don't love it as much what do i do (laughs) oh you poor thing (laughs) (laughs) give it to a friend (laughs) Look, um, we, we get this question fairly often. Do you sell on behalf? Do you take secondhand dresses? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some stores that will sell on behalf for you. Not many. Uh, we have done that in the past, but now that we're in a smaller location, we don't really have the space for the sell on behalf gowns. Selling them through Facebook groups, Marketplace. I don't know. Still White is a Still website White, that I've yes. heard a lot about. There was one called Cinderella at one point, but okay. I don't know if they've continued on. But Still White, I believe, is still around. So. If if I find these links, I'll put them in the show notes so that if cool. you're listening, you can yeah, <laughs> find it. So you could try and sell it on. I think that would be sort of like your last resort. If you're not sure about it again but you and you put it on, you're like, mm-hmm. Go and see a dressmaker because seeing it how it is now and seeing how it is once it's altered, then it can be two very different things. So Mm. once you get a good fit, it can change the dress. I always say the difference between a, oh, it's a beautiful dress to, oh, my gosh, a drop-dead gorgeous dress, is the fit. Yeah. So that can be something you can do is talk to a good dressmaker and talk about your concerns with the dress. Now, if it's not something that can be fit, changed with alterations, then obviously you might want to start looking for another dress. Yeah. I've tried on lots of dresses and I haven't found the one. How will I know it's the right one for me? Well, that's a good question because I think it's a very personal uh, yeah. experience. <laughs> no, different people feel different things. And we will get brides that are going there, but I haven't cried yet, you know? Yeah. Well, someone said, <laughs> does everyone have that, like, aha moment? I don't but know. I don't know if that's true. Does. I think how you process and make decisions in everyday life will factor in to 
how you choose your wedding dress. Yeah. So we'll have some brides who'll come in and they're like, they're so indecisive. And that's not my opinion of them. That's the parent or mother saying, oh, they're always like this. They never make decisions straight away. And so it will take a few visits and a mulling over and a bringing back to the balance. And I always say, you know, you're finding the right dress is like finding the one you'll marry. Once you find it, you stop looking. So when you have found the one enough to the point that you don't feel you need to look anymore, then I guess that's a good That's the one. (laughs) Some people do get very emotional. We always have a box of tissues on hand for them. And, you know, other people are like, this is it. The first one I tried, I'm done. Don't need to try anymore. And then you'll get others who I've had some brides who have come back with about two years of planning the wedding. They've come back multiple times and I've lost count how many visits they had. But in the end, there was a bit of a, I like this one, I like this one, and there's a journey, I guess you could say, but then they've come back to something that does tick a lot of those same boxes. Yeah. I remember when I was looking, I I thought I was going to be really indecisive and like, I don't know what I want, but it was just like, no, that I think that's it. And I wasn't like, oh, my God, and like everyone was crying. Like I was just like, yeah, that'll work, (laughs) which sounds hilarious. But no, I was just like, okay. Like it's a personality thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was this huge moment, but it also wasn't like I didn't know. It was just yeah. like, okay. Well, <laughs> so don't feel bad if you're not like, exactly. oh, I'm crying. Yes. It's okay. You don't have to be the full emotional. Yeah. And if you are, that's okay. But if yes, you're expecting yes. that to happen yeah, and that's and not who not you right. are. Exactly. Don't freak out. Yeah. Like Nadine said, <laughs> if you find it and you don't want to keep looking, you've found it. <laughs> Cool. Well, I think we've gotten through most of those and we've answered a lot of the um, questions in our in our chat anyway. So now it is time for my favorite segment. <laughs> it's the Hitch Glitch. So, of course, in this segment, we talk about things that have gone wrong at weddings that we have been to, been a vendor at, been a guest at. But we also try to talk a little bit about how to avoid that happening on your wedding day, if it is avoidable. And so I was trying to think of dress-related ones, and I think I might have shared a little bit of this story in a previous episode where I had to sew a dress, a bride, into her dress because the zip broke. But also, like, the material where the zip was Should also. Oh, no. Yeah, so I sewed her into it and it was fine, but I don't know how she got out of it. Uh, <laughs> scissors, maybe. <laughs> and then I've definitely had the girls getting ready and one of the bridesmaids tried on the dress and she's like, it doesn't fit. And we were like, okay. And really luckily, the bride had actually bought an extra dress in the same color and just had it in her car. So I was like... I'm going to just go and get that. We didn't tell the bride. She didn't even really realize until the girls came down and they did a little reveal. And she was like, oh, yeah, that looks great. Like she had no idea. She had no idea that we swapped it and it was all totally perfect. Perfect. (laughs) That's great. I think it's a bit of a tricky one for because as a bridal store owner and stylist, I don't actually get to see a lot of what happens on the day. We do offer a dressing service so we can come and help you get dressed on the day and that's cool. And fix anything or help with putting things together and you know, help whatever you might need. We're, we're there to help you get dressed, but that doesn't happen very often. So I'm trying to think of 
glitches that I've experienced in the dress industry. Yeah. Oh, what about um? Because when you're a wedding planner for oh, I've got lots ten years. Yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> when you're a wedding planner, you see everything. Yeah. Right? So I think one of the biggest things in planning your wedding is to. There's no such thing as over communication. Write it all down. Communicate all the right things to people, even if you do it a couple of times. Make sure everyone knows what they're doing and when they're doing it. And there's lots of little things like not having a nice pen to sign the register with. I have one in my bum bag when I'm photographing weddings. Yeah. No one is signing with a blue bic pen yeah. if I am there. <laughs> I bought like an $80 silver pen. It's beautiful. beautiful. Yes. I always <laughs> And I have used too. it so many times. Yes, because they don't, people don't think about that. No. The other thing is a cake knife if you're DIYing it, like if you've got your own sort of do-it-yourself venue. Yep. People forget the cake knife, and so out comes the cruddy old carving knife. <laughs> I've literally wrapped handles in ribbons several times and put a pretty bow on them just to make them look nicer for cutting the cake. Um, it's some of those details, um, and that's really, they are just sort of glitches. But yeah. I'm thinking we did have one um, one DIY wedding that I was just helping with the reception. So they they'd bought everything and on site, and I was there to just to coordinate everything because it was a do-it-yourself venue, you know, an unstaffed venue. And I was sitting there going through everything, just doing a run through the run sheet that I put together. Okay, then that's going to be this, that's going to be that, and then, okay, there'll be the toast. The toasts. Now, I haven't seen any bubbly toasts. <laughs> So I'm looking everywhere and I'm like to the other people that were having, you haven't seen anything? No. So I text the bridesmaid um, and said, do you know anything about this? And I don't know if she got back to me or whatever. But when the bride and groom arrived at the um, venue, I quickly snuck out to the car and I'm like, what's happened? I forgot about it. And she's like, oh, we forgot to buy it. And I'm like, it's okay. Don't worry. I've got you there. So I raced down to the local and um, got all the – stuff that was required oh my and gosh no one would have known <laughs> amazing superstars on wedding days <laughs> yeah it's just you know all those things that happen behind the scenes that make your day great you yes. have those people who will do that for you <laughs> i did one wedding and because i think the um minister is supposed to fold up the like the second the, copy the second copy yep. and post it in or at least it's how it was done mm-hmm. then. yep and it was still on the pulpit at the end of the ceremony and I'm like "Hmm, that's kind of important important I'll just you know tuck that away safely and make sure that gets to the right place oh my gosh (laughs) that would have been terrible (laughs) we listen back to the celebrant episode because there's some yeah things that go wrong there but that's pretty hectic yeah Yeah. you you want that person to send that off (laughs) I think my sister's wedding was a great one and she got married in Fiji to um her husband who is Fijian and he was still living in Fiji at that point in time so then they were going to have a reception back in New Zealand to celebrate with all the family that could, and friends that couldn't go over to Fiji yeah but they were planning that he would fly in on the day of this homecoming reception oh. and there was a delay in the flights and then the Reception was up north, so it's like a two or three hour drive from Auckland to there. So all the guests were sitting around outside in the hot sun for like an extra couple of hours um, because the groom had not yet arrived. Oh (laughs) my gosh! Yeah, (laughs) and he was literally on a flight in the morning. That is the most stressful. I I feel like, yeah, my Taipei personality. Uh uh, uh uh. You're here like a week before. (laughs) 
that is yeah that's not happening yeah no that that was crazy (laughs) far out nah i wouldn't trust a day of flight that's scary Mm. even if i was shooting a wedding i'm there like the day before yeah yeah that's exactly right yes that that was that was pretty fun I think the other the other glitches are all come down to relational. There's really nothing you can yeah. do about it. You yeah, know, if someone's had too much to drink and they get a bit loud and a bit unappreciated. There's always one. Like <laughs> Uncle Bob, we're looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think when we got married 18 years ago, I don't think we warned the photographer that we were going to dip. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oops, step back. He did really well. He actually it was like... Click, but yeah. he got it. <laughs> he got the glitch. That's lucky. That yeah, could have nearly yeah, been a glitch, Hesh. <laughs> you might not have exactly. got a first kiss photo. <laughs> well, tip for that if you're going to miss your first kiss photo, kiss for ages. None of this chicken oh, business. Yeah. Hold. Yeah, no pecking. <laughs> nah, I want a good yeah. contact. <laughs> I know your grandparents are watching, but it's okay. Yeah, you're married now. now. <laughs> it's legit, okay? And I think part of the... I mean, this is why this podcast is so great, is because you don't know what you don't know. Until, until you've you gone married, you, you have no idea. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I've had so much fun with you. Thank you so much. I feel like I've learned a lot as well about <laughs> dresses that I didn't know and timelines and, yeah, what to bring and what to have. It's, it's been fabulous. Um, how can people find you if they want to check you out on social media? So we're on Facebook, Instagram, and I think we're on Pinterest as well. And you can just find us with our tagline of at All Gowns, Bridal, and Beyond. Awesome. And I'll pop those in the show notes as well so you can easily find the link to them. Thank you again. Remember, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting app, to click like, subscribe. And if you can leave a review, that will be incredible. You can follow us along on Instagram at Your Marriage Awaits. And that way you can keep up with us and know who's coming on and ask your questions and get them answered on the pod. Well, thank you again. And yeah, it's always a pleasure to speak with amazing wedding vendors that know their stuff. So thank you for your time and all of your knowledge. Thank you for having me.